<laughs> well, you can teach a baby how to drink water, but you can't make a horse teach a baby how to, you know this thing. Guys, Adam Ray here. Welcome back to the show. About Last Night Podcast is the name. If you haven't subscribed, do so right here to get all the clips, episodes, goodies, and uh, and love that, uh, that the podcast is bringing to the table. Well, we've got a special announcement. I'm doing my comedy special at Madison, Wisconsin's own Comedy on State, September 22nd and the 23rd. Come out and get your tickets at adamraycomedy.com or comedyonstate.com. That's two nights, four shows, September 22nd and 23rd, Madison, Wisconsin, Comedy on State. It's going to be my special, and I can't wait to shoot it, and I can't wait for you guys to see it. Uh, this week, I'm in L.A. doing shows. Come out and see me. Comedy Store Improv Laugh Factory. Next weekend, August 24th through the 26th at Zany's in Chicago, Illinois. August 24th through the 26th. Tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. And then we're going to St. Petersburg, Florida. Coastal Creative. Philly Punchline. And then um, and then the special. So it's creeping up. All that ticket information at AdamRayComedy.com. Of course, Adam Ray Comedy on Twitter, TikTok, and and Instagram, follow your boy for clips and goodies and all that stuff. Um, and uh, and I think that's it for now. Boy, today's episode is a banger. I can't wait for you guys to enjoy this one. The great Nikki Glazer is today's guest. You know her from F-Boy Island, season one and two. You know her from her countless Netflix specials and Comedy Central specials and Conan appearances and Tonight Show appearances and, and her show, the Nikki Glazer podcast. You know her from You Up, uh, her serious radio show, The Howard Stern Show. She's done it all. Everyone loves her because she's hilarious and super sweet and super funny. And a great girl and a great uh, and a great comic. And we ripped it up today, and I can't wait for you to enjoy it. So enjoy it. Follow Nikki at Nikki Glazer on all the socials. And uh, and I think that's it. All right. Yeah? I think that's it. Anything else? No? Fuck. All right. Enjoy the episode and have a great week. Peace. Hey, it's Herbert. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. Yeah, what is good for you? Have you st- <laughs> have lot. you stopped taking uh, inventory on like? Were you ever a person that was like, oh, forty two carbohydrates, like twenty two sugars? I look at sugar. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, I was anorexic for many years, so that right. the math doesn't like leave you. That was my next question. How many years were you? <laughs> <laughs> any LA girl, any girl in LA that you interview, you could ask that. Now, really? how long did you almost die from your eating disorder? And how long have you been like making it work for you? <laughs> because everyone's hiding one in this fucking town. I think so. It's all, ev- everyone, men, women, intermittent fasting, oh, adult got, anorexia. Oh, yeah. Intermittent fasting is almost like the gateway drug to yeah. anorexia. Oh, I would have loved for that to be around back when I was starving myself. For an excuse? Then, yeah, you Nobody would have touched you. Yeah, but you wouldn't be here probably. <sighs> That's true. That's a trade-off. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I, I almost died from it. I almost I almost was the best at it. Let me... <laughs> I almost won. What a funny way to look at it. Yeah. I would have lost that extra... Pe- the 28 grams or whatever you use, lose when you oh, die yeah. in your soul. I would have been like, yes! Wait, what? You know, like, there's some... There's a movie. It's like 28 grams or whatever, and it's about, like, when you die, your soul weighs that much. Like, it's Holy the weight of a soul. shit. Yeah. So it was just a joke about me getting even thinner upon death. Two, que- two follow-up questions. Yeah. Are you good at retaining facts like that? 
or are you just a sponge for like, or is your brain just set up in a way where you're like, it holds on to the stuff that I that interests me truly. Yes, that. Because the way that you just dropped that was like a fun, like. But I don't think it's the right number, which is the perfect way to describe how I retain facts. Gotcha. Close enough, probably not the right number. That's most people. But I can't, if you explain football to me, which I've tried to understand oh, wow. so many times. It's complex. I cannot, it will not sink in. It's okay. It is, I'm trying to, I, I want to enjoy it because I, I feel like I'm missing out on this thing that so many people love. And dumb people too understand the game. And I feel like I'm <laughs> pretty intelligent and I cannot grasp it. It I makes know. me feel really. And people go, no. If you if you really tried, and I've said I've I have tried. Yeah. I really have tried. It's too the downs, the numbers, the yards. Why not feet? And why? I just just the fact that you're already speaking in somewhat football terminology. I'm really thinking you're not that far off. No. And then the number of points per each thing. It's yeah. so different. And then the how many the points? Kick, is it, how about this? Don't do this. It's going to be <laughs> embarrassing. I was gonna. There should be. There should be some sort of. Um, I don't know. Uh, well, how about this? Okay. How many points do you think a field goal is? Do you know what a field goal is? Yes, it's, that's when they kick. You're fine. Okay. I also, think it can be two or one or something like that. Do no? you even Four or two? Close. Four. No. Three. Got it. Yeah, I was, <laughs> listen, I was dancing around you it. You were dancing around it. You're in <laughs> field goal territory. You, it took three. you as many tries, as many points as a field goal is. <laughs> and that's a cool thing to be a part of. So Wait, dumb. now does your boyfriend, is he a big sports guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he loves it. Okay, so does he want you to be, because- my wife has now gotten so into baseball that she she didn't understand it. She and it it is like football, very complex mm -hmm. as far as. But as a guy, easier, we're just though. like, how do you not get it's that when there's a guy on third, you can whatever. And then when I started explaining it to her, I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of fucking stuff to you remember. You guys absorb it because yeah. it's also like a language. You guys learn this language when you have impressionable minds that are being ruined from yeah. the sport itself. Yeah. You're slamming into things and <laughs> getting CTE at the age of seven. So, <laughs> so funny. You're absorbing it, but you're also, so it's like, you know, when you try to learn a language, you're like, how's this kid picking it up? But th I think that's it. You guys, it's a part of your culture. Yeah. As a as a, uh, a man earlier than ours, and so to learn it late is just like learning another language late. It's just not absorbing. So can you watch a game and be no? Okay. Because first of all, they Socially. all are dressed the same. So there's I can't tell where the ball oh. is, and they're holding the ball like this. So I can't. Yeah. I, I, when people are able ball. to follow where the ball goes, it blows my mind. It really. I just marvel at people understanding what's happening. Okay. So do you look at and men? It stops all the time, and then there's like then the clock will sometimes keep going after the game is stopped, but sometimes the, the timer stops when everyone stops, and that bothers bothers me because it seems inconsistent. Oh, man. There's a lot going on. So you can't even go to a Super Bowl party and like... No, I like I yeah. like that. So for the social and aspect... And I'm not someone who's like, I don't get it. This is no, dumb. No, you're not. And Sports I love that. Sports are stupid because I, I yeah. want to I wanna be totally. in it. I want to get it because these people I love aren't stupid. They're loving it and they get so much joy. So much joy. But Why my... would you want to shit on the people like... Greg Giraldo used to have this great joke about like people like in Cleveland that would like they're all so much about like the Browns and which is mm -hmm. their football team and like mm -hmm. they paint themselves purple and orange just to forget the fact that they fucking live in Cleveland it was this whole thing about they get so into well, that because they're putting all their eggs in this basket of like all I have is this yeah it's so, beautiful yeah. I, I and as a Swifty I can understand this like as someone this who's obsessed football. with this thing that other people don't really understand and I really can't articulate it to them without oh they're them starting to Oh, they're all on board. Oh, they're all on board. Do you and know I how give... many I get it texts I've gotten jo from this uh, six shows she's done in L.A.? Tell people me. going, I've gotten probably four or five people going, I get it. And it's so validating because 
and I'm not someone who's like, oh, late to the game. I'm like, yes, yeah. join us. Yeah. This is a great yeah. place to be yeah. is having your emotions understood and articulated and watching this person who's so insanely talented. But I, my, what I was going to say about Cleveland Browns is <laughs> this is what I've asked my boyfriend before. Why are they fans if they've never even gotten close to a, a Super Bowl ever? Why do they continue to come out every year like that? That I think it's great and I think it's so sweet. But I would think that if they've never even gotten close, why would you continue to dream? Yeah. Like if you're having sex, let's say you're a man in your late 60s and you're going to the same whorehouse every Sunday yeah. and you can't make anyone come. Oh my God. Shouldn't you? Okay, there's a better example. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I like that's not the, maybe that's his goal is to make women come at the whorehouse. Yeah. Because I thought it was just a, him to come. Yeah, no, maybe he's okay, just so like, he's... and so maybe he's like, wow, maybe it's me. Maybe I got, or maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe I need to move. Yeah. And move, cut off my fandom for this whorehouse. Root for another whorehouse. Root for yeah. another whorehouse. I think you're asking a question I think sports fans and men especially have been trying okay. to figure out for years, which is, how do you explain fandom? You're just like, I think it's one of those things. It's almost like people that were so deep in with Trump. They're just like, I can't admit oh, sorry. that anything is, um, do you get it? No, this is ridiculous. I had it on. I've never once had it on in my life. No, it's fine. Whenever I lose my phone, people are like, let me call it. I go, Who, what am I, your great aunt? Why would I have my phone on a sound? It's not going to make a sound because I'm a polite person until right now. I have no problem with that. You're a mover and shaker. The <laughs> business is 24-7. It's never made a sound in months. It just got clicked on somehow. What's your ringtone? Um, I don't have one. Yeah. I don't even have vibrate. It's totally silent. So when I lose my phone, I lose it. Yeah. Yeah. But get back to the fandom. sounds like a great bit that you would have done like two years in the stand-up. <laughs> when I lose my phone, girls, I, I lose it. it. <laughs> I you ever wouldn't just have done lose that. your phone, but lose your I phone? I wouldn't have done that. That is a, that is, okay. No, you wouldn't have. No, well, only because that is someone who has so much confidence oh. in having no act. <laughs> and I, I, I've gotten there now. Yeah. I can have no. I can have tons of confidence now in a bit that is worthless. Yeah. Because I've I've been around long enough to like feel like oh I've got this and so I can have that Isn't now. That but people who when I went first went on stage, everything I said had to be a punchline because I knew I was shit. Wow. I was not messing around with like, you know what I'm saying? Like loose premises. <laughs> it better have a fucking ending to it. And not that it would always go well, but at least it has like, wow. this is where we're going. Good for you. Again, it's like fandom. Like if you've never won before, what are you, are they holding out for like, they think it'll happen? Cause has yes. It, uh, and yes. It, that's exactly what and it has is. And has it happened for other teams where they've never even been close to the Super Bowl and then suddenly they're there? Let is me, that the Chiefs? Is that what happened to the Chiefs? I don't Chiefs know. Had, they've no, been, they were successful. They've been good for a while, but they've had uh, down moments, right? The Bengals. Oh, great example. They yeah. were great for and now they're, since the early 90s, maybe. Yep. And now they're uh, having a moment. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you an example. My Seattle Manners, the baseball team, had, were uh, currently holding the longest playoff drought. In sports history, 21 years. Mm. So we hadn't been in the playoffs in 21 years. So every year that we had a good team, there was all this hype in the city. Like, this is the year that the drought ends. We go oh, to the playoffs. And it finally happened. And it happened on a walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth. And I was in Atlanta in my hotel room. and You just spoke Mandarin. A walk off. Wait, hold on. Let me just slow down. A walk off home run in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah. So bottom Got of the ninth. Got it. Is the I'm lap. caught up. But yeah. You said it fast, and Sorry. so it's like a little yeah, bit like speaking another language where I have to go. Hold on. Je suis. <laughs> it, okay, you you're using decoded. the past participle. Yeah. Got it. Okay, wow. I'm there. So, and I got very emotional. Mm -hmm. Like, like, Aww, yeah, very. Because so awesome. I love. Because, because I'm so connected to. And now, especially just from 
having connections, players on the team, all the broadcasters came to all my shows in Atlanta because the team, I schedule a lot of my dates around the games. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. It's, but it's so cool to care about something that much. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. And that's what I have in Taylor Swift, but my boyfriend is now super into F1, and that is the one Whoa. where I go, I think I can maybe get into this. I'm yeah. a little, I'm always scared. I've been assured that if we're in the stands, they won't fly up and fall into us. The cars. Yes. Yeah. And that I won't witness you don't anyone take a tire dying. To the Oh, man, yeah. I don't want to witness a death. Fuck, that's one thing you don't get in the other sports. Y yeah, eventual. I mean, eventual, yeah. Yeah, but you're seeing a, yeah, you oh, don't. Oh, a car flip? Although, you've but, seen car accidents, but. N I don't seek them out. Yeah, you I don't. don't. Want, air God. shows are my scariest thing ever. My parents used to always bring me to air shows as kids. I don't know why, as a kid. Is but that a St. Louis thing? I don't know. They're just like, they would just happen. My dad liked them. and I just hate seeing fighter deaths. Like, they're this close in the air going through 200, 300 miles an hour. And then they like just the slightest thing, and it's like huge. You watch someone die, and you watch all their family watch it's them inevitable. die. It's oh yeah, you're basically going to a live funeral. I would have anxiety attacks there. I didn't even know what they were as a kid, but I just hated that. But F one, I've been assured it's just fun, and that I've tried to understand it. I go, why do you like this? What is it? And it's the precision. And he's also, I think, it's just start and finish too, right? Yeah, and but I also, think he thinks he could do it. I think there's something about like yeah, of course. I like does. Taylor Swift because she's in my yeah. She's like vocally, vocally, performance, showmanship. Wise, yeah, she's an inch taller than me. There's a version of one of these next tours where she's like, Oof, I sprained my ankle. I could Nikki? step in for a couple. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be good. I'm not saying the whole show. I'm saying two tunes. P people would notice. There's been a, a change, but they They'd also be pretty pumped. They'd be like, "Whoa!" That's my dream. I just want to for her to write a song where you actually play her in the music video, and then the music video goes I'm viral. So then she brings you on stage. I'm not joking. That's my. That's I keep having my friend ask me sometimes. She goes when we're like manifesting or talking about that kind of stuff. If you could get a call right now, what would the call? I want you to answer this. Fun. If you could get a call right now that is offering you. Your dream. It could be anything. Wow. What's that call? And within reason. Let's talk, like, it, dream big, but it can't be go to space or something, you know. Or I'm, maybe. I won't, no, regular I'm good people on space. Doing that. Yeah, you don't need I'm good to on do space. That. I'm good on Titanic. How high and low do you got to go? <laughs> I'm good on Titanic. <laughs> I know. I just am like, the movie wasn't good enough. What oh, the fuck yeah. are you going to? Like, yeah. I also just don't. Look, I want to do a safari in Africa. That yes. feels very cool. Before That's it's about gone. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Those fuck. animals are See, dying. I was trying to absorb people being like, we're running out of water. So I'm already grasping that. Yes. But we're running out of animals, too, I guess, yeah. huh? Yeah. We're running. It's, fuck. It's, it's all, all going away. We'll be right back. Um, <laughs> it's all going away. It is. Fuck, I know. Maui's on fire right now. Did you see like a cell phone tower went down and no one has service in Maui? They can't call 911. Maui! People are on vacation. It's it's getting the rich now. Now what has to go down, and we'll, and then I want to come and back. And then I want to get back to your call. Question. Yeah. What what sort of place would like if Disneyland, let's say, what what, what oh, if something yeah. like what's the place that would truly make? I guess I'm I'm speaking in terms of like you can't get worse than 9/11 as far as a, a thing that happened probably in this country of the last a 20 Swift 30 concert. years. Wow, where something happened where everyone was just like, oh, the end is near. I'm moving to fucking Canada or like. It's almost like when the Hanks got uh, COVID. Remember when everyone was kind of like, COVID, what? And then Tom Hanks got it. And we were all like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my mom Well, if Tom Hanks out, got it. Yeah. Then it's real. Then it's real. So it's what's that? Like they, it's almost like, I don't, I'm almost wondering how much fucking Fauci paid Hanks <laughs> to be like, please, hello, Thomas. Please, just go on. Just tell them it's bad. But you're fine, but, you, but it's bad. You're fine. a good enough actor. Yeah. <laughs> we know you can nail this. Here are the symptoms. Look, I've seen. <laughs> Uh, saving Mr. Banks, the <laughs> film where you played Mr. Disney. 
Make sure Rita gets some residual. Yeah. Yes. Make sure everyone coaching. knows coaching. You're in different. <laughs> you're in different rooms. Don't yeah. don't bring Chet into it. We're fine without Chet. Um, yeah, that's so uh, all right. So my um, your dream call. Bring a ring. What is it? Oh, man, it's well. I want my own show, and whether yeah. that's my own like curb show or my own sketch show, it's my own. Um, here's a bunch of money to not just get money for doing the show but i my dream is the sandler model i want i know uh i want to have you know creative control but collaborative creative control and i want to be able to i feel like i just know so many funny people that you know have gotten shots or haven't gotten shots i just want the ability to be able to like to have put your friends in shit billions of things (laughs) i've written and whatever and to be like and to just the way Sandler did with uh, Swartzen and go like, oh, what's this movie idea? Yeah, let's make that. Yes. Rob Schneider. Oh, there's a funny movie in the Deuce Bigelow thing that you pitched me. Write that and we'll make that. Yes. Like that, I want that. I like, think that's. So if that's the call, I don't know who's making that call. I guess. Just someone financing I guess somebody with a bunch of money being like, r- yeah. But because yeah, money also talks because I feel like, you know, we're both have gotten to You're a cool ready point for that. to where have we you- know people to where I could be like. Man, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna pull this person in, but yes. money still talks. So it's like relationship matters. Like getting Bird to do my little Doctor Phil thing at the store that was, was awesome. so cool. That was cool. Yeah, he was on there for so long. Oh yeah, and he loved it, and he wants to do it again. He was like, I, I, I zipped. I watched the beginning, clips, and then I was yeah. zip doing it just to see his oh, mood cool. throughout. Yeah. To like, how annoyed he is is he that he has to do no. that? Because you see people get roped into these things, of course. And he was having a ball. Was, yeah, I made him laugh. So a cool. Lot. Yeah. yeah, but he was all about it too, and I think it was so. It was a different thing too. It mm-hmm. wasn't, and he kept telling. Me, he was like, You got to go hardy on me next time. Like, really berate me for having rage. And it got a little podcasty for me, but also I was like, No, I want to. My Dr. Phil character is a is not, that out. It's a little lighter, too. I don't want to just be like, You have fucking problems and nobody likes you. I didn't want to do that because yeah. I didn't want it to. You know, I don't know, but um. But so did it be that. did it get like did he get talking? What did it get podcasty in the sense of like talking about real shit? Is that yes, what you meant by that? I guess uh, yeah. What I meant by that oh, is I, I guess I I we would I'd ask him like you know. Uh, you know, did you stop drinking because you were an angry drunk? And then he was like, no, I stopped drinking this much. And then I was like, you seem like a fun guy. Did you karaoke? And then, so then that went into a thing where a we bit. talked about songs that he would karaoke to. And then we talked about, and then I talked about country. And then we started making up our own country song. And then that went into somehow bestiality. And so we had a whole thing about, I said, who was the first? I go, what's the main animal you think people fuck the most? And I'll go first. I'll think it. And then I go, I should say at the same time. We said horse. And then I go, I go, man, imagine telling your wife that you fucked a horse and, and you have to leave your family. I go, you know, let's do a little improv. And so we did a, it was about a 10 minute scene where he's playing. And then I go, and then he goes, he goes, do you want to be the guy that fucked the horse or should I be the guy? I go, uh, you can be him. I'll be the wife, you know. And then we do this oh whole. Oh, my God. So that came out of like. Yeah. So I like that versus just playing the game of like. You need to get it together the whole time. Do you know what I'm saying? Because right. it was almost an hour. So nobody wants an hour of just, Bill, you're angry, you know? Right. But, but I also want those moments. Yes. I That's what I crave. Like, yeah. I love bits of Palooza where people are just bit, bit, bit. Yes. It, it's fun to watch. But for me, who's interested in, like, the psyche behind my the genius idols, yes. I want to... I want to hear the dark stuff. I want to hear totally. their struggles because I want to feel like, oh, maybe I'm a genius. <laughs> like, maybe wow. I could be him. If like, yeah, I'm always looking for relatable things for the people that I idolize or things that make them seem less so in my mind so I don't put them up on this pedestal. Wow. So I, and I love, man, when Burr first went on Conan, I think it was during COVID and he did an interview about 
um, having done mushrooms and how it changed him and yeah. made him look at his anger and all the things that we, we've heard him talk about. And he did that, those, he talked about it on the Red Rock special, but it was the first time I had ever seen him get like that and wasn't wasn't just going for the punchline, especially yeah. with Conan. You yeah. go on there, but he's sitting at Largo, you know, during COVID. It was more relaxed. Yes. Cardboard yes, no audience, audience members. Yeah. And he just like, Maybe it was before. Maybe there was an audience, but he just sat back and was like, "Yeah, just I'm uh, I'm an angry guy, and I uh, don't want to be anymore. And yeah. uh, you know, I got I'm very insecure." Like he was saying all this stuff, and it was just sitting there. And I was like, "This is awesome! Yeah, I loved it so much. I said it to so many people because I'm like, wow. he's a real person, and he's realizing where this anger comes from, and it's going to be so cool to see this evolution. And it has been to to see him discover that. So you like to meet your heroes? I in some ways, in yes, some ways, but in yeah. other ways, have you ways, had cases where you're like, "Fuck." Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that there's just been times where um, I'm trying to think of one that really bums me out. I think it's when I kind of shit the bed when I meet them that I'm so filled with embarrassment over how I behaved that listening to their music again or listening to their comedy again reminds me of how embarrassing I was. And so I can't do it any longer. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, I first met Dave Matthews, who is like he was my uh, my first I really think my first love. Like, wow. I, At what age? Uh, high school, tenth yeah. grade. I think yeah. like when I was, I was a late bloomer, so I think I started going through the change then, and it was the first like man I had ever been attracted to. Like I had been sure. like boys are cute, but yeah. he was like a man. And JTT wasn't a man. He made things Freddie happen. Freddie was a boy. Yes. Yeah. JTT was my first one. Was he? Yeah. And wow. then it was like, then I remember JFK Jr. kind of slipped in there when he died. It was the first time I'd ever heard of him. I was just like, I saw, heard about him on Seinfeld, but they didn't show him, right? Yeah. Elaine swooning over him. But then when he died, I see his picture everywhere. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I was so horned up. I stole my mom's Time Magazine commemorative, like JFK Jr. RIP. And I, I hung up pictures of this dead guy. It started this like thing for me of like being after unavailable men, <laughs> like deep, deeply unavailable dead men. Yeah, dead available. But I, he was the first one that I was like, "That's a ama- he has hair on his chest." I was like, "I'm a woman." And then, um, and then Dave Matthews and I just I didn't understand what horniness was. I just thought what I was great like, thing to say. You know, I didn't understand. I was like dying to get dick down by Dave Matthews and my body was screaming for it and that's all I could I but I didn't know that that's what I wanted sure. I, I was I never even touched myself I wasn't aware of anything like that so I would just be rocking back and forth on my heel watching storytellers <laughs> on VH1 sweating just like rewinding it watching him describe wow. the, the inspiration for Crush which is the horniest song ever and my dad would walk in and be like time for di- uh, and I'd be like I'll be right in dad you know just like <laughs> it's, oh and my parents my knew what was going on I didn't though and so he was my first First love. Yeah. And so I got a chance to meet him when I was working at Sirius and did yeah, my own show. Yeah, you do all the, vo- the, well, uh, yeah, on your show, but then you also very, uh, I was about to say coolly. What, what's yeah, very. Yeah, I like that word. Cool. Ve- very, uh, uh, very, uh, it was uh, very cool. Yeah. Very rad that you got to. What is the fucking word I'm looking for? I very, don't know, but I can't help you. We're just as dumb because there's not another word. Very. very um, full circle yeah, I guess, but I'm looking to like I know there's to say an actual cool, word. but then there's like a an adjective for Oh god. Coolie's the if worst. If you're going to say coolie, you better segue oh, to coolie and yeah, then yeah, fucking yeah. cut it out. I forgot and that that's quit a slur. Bit. What? I think coolie's a slur. Oh, is it? Yeah. But say coolie. Dave Coolie. Oh, Coulier. Dave Coolie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. Coolie's a slur? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a slur. God, is everything Google it. Google it. Google famous slurs. <laughs> <laughs> Google top podcast slurs. 
Um, all right, so, so very, yeah, I'm, I'm the voice the of voice, Dave Matthews Band Radio which is on awesome. Sirius XM. But you met him because your this show was on Labor Dave weekend. Tim Reynolds and right. Dave Matthews in Cabo, New Mexico, all weekend long. Yep, and got me fired up for it. <laughs> yeah, that's you know what's so Matthews cool too. You have uh, so many skill sets, and mm-hmm. and when I heard you doing that, I was like, oh, throw VO in the mix. Never. It's so funny. I I never. I, your voice always has been easy listening to. Oh, that's nice. But but that's but you when you put it in a thing that's attached to like actually in the world of VO. It's hard. Yeah, but it it, you it, know. it it just it was a perfect a transition. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember trying to figure out what that voice was because I think I was being coached on it at the time. I had never done voiceover, or I'd done it and done it poorly before. Yeah. Not not coolly and um, <laughs> before and. Uh, they were telling me to be like, hey, it's Dave Matthews Band Radio. Like, oh, I'm almost God. broadcasting from the, yeah. you know, from the parking hey, lot, man. You guys man. ever camp out at, yeah. in, a, in Rochester, 94? Yeah, yeah. want to try brownie? Yeah. But then I just ended up doing, just leaning into, like, Dave Matthews yeah. Band Radio. Yeah. Like, you you don't realize how ridiculous people sound. If people talked that way in normal life. Oh, yeah. How stupid they'd sound. <laughs> yeah. But on radio, it sounds fucking great. Yeah. Um, so okay, I got so to meet him. I met him. There's a listening party. So um, I don't even, I don't like to meet people I idolize until they want to meet me. That's my new rule. No longer am I going to finagle my way in to go up and, I'm a big fan. I need them to meet me, which has always been my goal. Because I was in high school, I was obsessed with Dave Matthews, and I realized I want to marry him. I want to, I think that can happen until he got married in like, I think August of 2000, (laughs) when my dreams came crashing down that day. I don't remember the exact date or the time or (laughs) what he was wearing. But when he got, I always thought, you know, I need to get, I need to get around him and I need him to respect me. I don't want to be like a fan who wins a backstage pass. That's not how he's going to fall in love with me. I need to get in his sphere. I remember saying that to my friend because my friend Hala, she used to just be like, you're never, you think you're going to meet him? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be famous and I'm going to meet him because famous people meet each other. I just knew that, but I didn't know how I was going to get famous. I have no fucking clue. Wow. But I remember that was why I had to get famous was because I had to prove my friend who thought I was ridiculous for thinking I would meet him someday. And I was like. Here's your Hala cam if you want to tell her, hey. Well, Hala knows because I brought Hala (laughs) to meet Dave Matthews with me the second time I got to meet him. Shut the fuck up. So I flew her to New York with me this past June to go to a private concert to watch her watch me go up to him and hug him. And it was full circle, baby. Let's go. Yeah, it was awesome. She was so proud, and she's, like, embarrassed that she ever, like, squashed my dream at first. I mean, you know, what age is that where you're being a dick friend? She was just like, but that's what everyone, everyone, Everyone wants to be famous now, I have to say. Like, mm. I think that's not a, 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 it's a pretty normal... Like, there are four-year-olds that are like, I want to be famous, and you just... Because that's all oh, they... Yeah. They want to be on YouTube or yes. whatever. But when we were young, being famous... Not everyone had that passion, I don't think. It's. It, it, do you remember with your... I'm guessing you wanted to. Yeah. You wanted to be on TV, whatever yes. that meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yes. I mean, I want to be a... Uh, yes, I was gonna say baseball player, baseball bro- well, basketball player, and then baseball broadcaster. Oh. But still being on TV, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to like, yeah, you wanted to be in the spot. Yeah, and then and then when I started doing plays, when I did the Cowardly Lion in the sixth grade, oh, and I fucking murdered it, yeah. and my and I was just like, what is this feeling? Oh, the attention you get, and someone being like, you are really yeah. good. Like you see other kids get compliments, but someone's like kind of like grabbing you by the shoulders, like, yeah. do this. Also, I was a. 
and I think I'm starting to figure out, you know, sans therapy. I still, you know, have not uh, fully. I went to a few therapy things with my folks split, and I still have not. And I feel like I want to pick your brain about that at some point, whether oh. it's on or off air. No, we should talk yeah. on air because I have a good. And to I that. went a, a couple times to this place called the Parent Place. Shout out and uh, actually take that shout out back. They fucking suck. The guy was just too in my face. He was, and it was too weird. My mom was like, "I think this is the move. Go there, talk to this guy." And he was like, "So how come your dad?" Cheats, or I, I'm paraphrasing. I forget what sure. he said, but I was just like, "Who the fuck are you?" Not and even at nine, I was like, "This is not the time." Earn my trust. Have you seen Goodwill Hunting? Thank like, you. Hang out with me a little bit. Let's yeah. talk about things we both like. Yeah. Then Find you a tell me it's bond. not my fault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's just a bad therapist, which is it's like dating. That's yeah. what therapy's like. I, yeah, you have to find you the one. You come that's... across really shitty ones. Yeah, a maybe lot he was. Of, yeah. Also, of being a, a child therapist doesn't strike me as the best job. I feel like MBA ref is the second worst job to that <laughs> because, like, I walked in like there's. I wanted no part of what he had to offer. Oh. I also wanted no part of like talking about it. I was just like yeah. trying to be happy, go lucky, and I'd be like, "Cool, too hot." Like just try to oh, mask to and push it down. Child is like you don't want to. You have no grasp of how this could ever even be beneficial. Yeah. And as an adult, you know the reason. You right. know what's it's the right thing to do, even though it's hard. Right. But at the, as a child, it's both hard and stupid. And I remember I was, you know, so I was a, a big kid, and this guy was big. And I remember he at one point was like, "It seems like your weight problems probably come from." The eating's too much because you're trying to fill a void for your dad not being there. That was like day two, and I was like, Come look, man, on. do I dip Pop-Tarts in Cool Whip? Yeah. That's not my fault. That's Pop-Tart's fault because for being tasty. You know? it tastes good. <laughs> yeah. You don't. You can't connect it to emotions. <laughs> what the fuck? But, so, but it was also just like fat shaming in day two. Oh. So my point is, as the cowardly lion, I think, and I've started to kind of pinpoint some of this, of the... You know, getting teased, and then when I would do stuff like that, I was like, oh, they don't see me as like the fat kid. kid or whatever it's i'm getting a i'm getting attention but it's because of like oh you're so good at doing this thing and so i was like oh, i'm gonna ride that because that's somehow and that's uh innately what drew me to making my friends laugh more which i was just doing just because it felt good but then when it was like you're the funny kid and not the fat kid then i was turn like turn that knob oh up. yeah exactly that's a uh, you're i doubted in on saying, that like two years ago i, I i'm i t that's exactly what happens. I, it happened for me, too. I went to college. I was anorexic. I had no friends because I looked too thin. I looked like – it was the opposite. Like, I think if I would have been too fat, I would have done the same thing. Don't look at this. Look over here. Yeah. Look how funny I am. Yeah. And then I had friends go to my – like, people were always worried about me in college because I was so thin. And so people would see me and go up to my friends and go, we're worried about Nikki. And they would go, we forgot she was even fucking – terrifying to look at because she's so funny Whoa. and so fun so i it worked so you were it, funny anorexic huh yeah but i was i was i had funny friends before that i've always loved comedy and like absorbed it but i didn't know what to do with it i wasn't like the class clown i was quiet i didn't want to ever and to be made fun of i felt ugly i felt like less than mm. but when i got to college it was the only thing that i was getting any kind of positive reinforcement for and then it and then it saved me it was like when i did stand-up yeah. comedy i was like okay i don't want to die of this fucking anorexia wow. shit. so i got to figure that out so i can keep doing comedy but before then i was like i'm just gonna die of this thing because wow. i don't know what to do but it, it totally is that when comedians say that they i think there are some comedians that are just born funny and mm. grow up around it and absorb it but i really think that it comes from a place of feeling inferior and then trying to mask that with humor it has yeah, to be so yeah. i don't really believe and the best ones get that i think yes. robin williams too i mean just felt like he you know needed to do that to be you know liked and then um you know just was the best at it yes um, uh, but we all uh, when i see comedians that think they're the best i just am like 
maybe you'll get there someday, but I know you haven't done the work on yourself to actually get there. This is an illusion, and you're lying to people thinking that you think you're the best. You're actually very insecure, and that's what makes you great. So don't try to hide that part of yourself. Like, admit you're insecure, and that's where this comes from. It's still fun. You're still funny. Yeah. Do you think it's bad if a comedian gets to a place where their life rules? Because, like... Yeah, I think it's probably bad for comedy. Yeah, you always want to have a couple things... You're probably a millionaire by then, so stop. Like, stop. You don't need more money. Yeah. You can go do other things like finance funny stuff because you probably have a really great palette at mm. that point for what is funny. So maybe you're not able to be funny anymore because you're so happy. Yeah. So I think there is something to that when people are like, I don't want to get fixed because I won't be funny anymore. Don't worry, Adam. You have so much work. To- <laughs> you will not reach that place. Yeah. I haven't seen anyone actually reach that place where they're so not funny. I want to get back to your dream, uh, the question of what that call would be for you. But you would mention too. I like want your- yours too. Okay. Oh, wait, you already told yeah, yours. Yeah, yeah. And that is, I just want to say, totally, you're ready for it. Do you think I you would have so. wanted that dream 10 years ago? Because I think some people want their dreams too early. And you're like, That's normal. but are you ready to cash in on that? If someone called you, would you be ready to do that? You oh, right are 100% now, yeah. so, ready yeah. for that. Yeah. But I... W- uh, my dreams, I think that's the mark of someone who's a sane person and who is, I think you have to dream big, but don't say yes to things you're not ready for. So, sometimes you have to. Go what are you going to turn down? Yeah. Matt Reif, for example. People are like, he hasn't been doing comedy enough to like do all these things. Do your research. Yeah, but he, what's he supposed to turn down? A world tour? <laughs> Would you turn it down, people who are judging him? I know. Would Great you, question. So it's like, shut up. People are offering him these things. Let him do it. And he also, uh, not that most people seem to be like in favor of Matt Rife because he's such a nice person. Yeah. And t- I, t- as someone who is also known as a nice person, I know when I get successful, people go, you deserve it. Like people go, and it's like, because I'm talented or because I was nice to you before? Like people, I yeah, think I that people like when nice people get things totally. more than shitty people, yes. which makes sense. Yes. But it, it steals some of your like talent away when <laughs> they go, you deserve it because you work hard. And you yeah. go, But then there are other people, like I think Theo, who is so naturally funny, seemingly, and it seems like he doesn't work for it, that when he, when yes, thank you, Theo, people tell him, God, you're just so naturally funny, and I think people like him, I don't mean to speak for him, get mad when people don't acknowledge how hard he's worked for it. So you can't really win. You want both the credit for working hard and the credit for being a natural, which really we're all kind of a mixture of that. Wow. But I'm more, I relate to Taylor Swift. Uh, I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. Is that one of her songs? I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. I'm still on that tightrope. I'm still trying everything to keep you laughing at me. She says laughing. She's wow. like, I'm still a believer, but I don't know why. It's like, it's all about, it's called Mirrorball, and it's all about how she is uh, desperately insecure, and everything she does is to get people to like her and to not, to like, don't don't be fooled by her looking confident. She's not. She's trying all the time. This isn't wow, a natural. Wow, she's singing a show in front of ninety thousand people. But because for... she, she's tried, she's she works harder than anyone. So yeah. she has worked hard. She did get shit on on the Grammys when she sang really early on in her career. She was a little off key, probably because her in ears weren't working the right way. She got fucking panned by one reviewer, which it's like the Michael Jordan thing of his high school coach, like yeah. spurred spurred him to to have the career he has. So she got one bad review. She wrote a song called Mean, which then she performed at the Grammys the next year about that reviewer <laughs> saying, oh, look who can sing now. And they said she couldn't sing. And she's one of the best singers now ever really because is. she's trained. She went and trained so long to be a good singer, which is another thing that I love because I love singing and I always felt like you either have it or you don't. And like same with comedy, people go, you either you're born with it or you yeah. don't. What a 
stupid thing to say because it de- it makes so many kids give up so early because I know I would be a professional singer right now if someone in high school didn't tell me you just don't have it. Because guess what? I didn't have it for Broadway singing at the time, but I guarantee you I could have been on Broadway if I had the right training. Fuck yeah. I just didn't I had a teacher who was lazy, a mom who didn't want to drive me to practice, and who was eager to hear this teacher tell her your daughter doesn't have what it takes. Wow. Vocally. But the truth is, I 100% do because I'm in vocal training now, and I've seen the progression. I'm never going to be what I wanted to be. That boat has sailed, but or I think ship is the term that most people use. No, I like boat. Let's go boat. (laughs) Let's get boat. As you said it, I was like, eh, we're ending the podcast early. She's making up catchphrases. No, but boat is what it is. I could have picked a That could have been done coolier. <laughs> coolier. Um, but yeah, it's just talent is not something you're necessarily born with. Some people are. But Beyonce did not become Beyonce out of the womb. She oh. wasn't singing and dancing. That that woman sacrificed her childhood to sing and dance and learn. Hour, 10,000 hours. God doesn't just give out like, all right, every year I'm given 10 superstar people uh, skill sets. I'm handed these. No, it's like, yeah, you're, you're maybe born with a... I don't know, a zest for it because you grew up in that environment. Yeah, but you have like, a knack. You're born with a knack, which is fine. Jim Carrey still had to, like, practice faces in the mirror and, like, and but also had a more encouraging, I think, right, uh, upbringing. Oh, or- that's very key. You have to have people, because I watched Adam Sandler's um, uh, Mark Twain Prize. My yeah, boyfriend you- produced it. Yes, so I'm, I'm at that, and that. I go, "What? the secret to Adam Sandler is not only that he was born in a funny family, he's a funny guy, he has the knack, right? Which a lot of us have. Thousands of people have the knack. Sure. But what he had more than anything that I think also Taylor Swift had is a supportive family that never said, you're never going to be, they didn't have a holla going, you're not going to be famous. What do you think? That's crazy. He went up, in fact, imagine this. He brought his older brother to his first open mic and he bombed horribly. Yes. And his older brother said, that was amazing. You did the best. Can you imagine an older brother? I, most older brothers are jealous and are going to go, that was fucking embarrassing, oh, dude. Yeah. Don't do that again. Bully you. His older brother, from that day forward, was so supportive, said, you got to get up there and do it again. You have it. And just lie to yeah. him. Lie to children and tell them they're amazing. You and think they, that, yeah? You have to. Yeah. I, could make, I could make a Taylor Swift if you give me a child with just a smidge of talent. Uh, they also need, you have to have the luck in terms of you have to be born with the kind of brain that can work hard. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it too. To- and withstand the ups and downs and the rejection. Because you see these kids go on idle that some of them get like, you know, back in the day when someone was just like, I feel like it would be, would have been best if your father would have finished on your mother's back and you weren't ever born. Yes. And the kid's like, agree to disagree, but thank you. You know, and then because some kids that kid like, had a mom that said, I'm glad your husband, my husband finished it. That mom says, no matter what people tell you, yeah. you are worth something. Yeah. They're instilled with something that most comedians are not instilled with. Yeah. But Adam Sandler has that. And he got that. I was like watching this and all the speeches are about Adam's not the most talented guy. Like, what is the <laughs> what? How did he get to this level? And now he is, of course, because he has worked hard enough right. and he's a very hard worker. And he's also just insanely creative and silly and all those things. But the main ingredient, I think, is just having a supportive family. And if you weren't born with that, you've got to figure out a way to pump yourself believe up, believe in yourself. And that's what I, that's yeah. the stage I'm at in life is like figuring out a way to love myself and to accept myself for my limitations and also um, just like myself as is, which is what the, f- who does I know. that? I know. Why, but, because you could be born another thing and I'm mad that I wasn't I all, all the time. <laughs> I'm, I look at your stuff. I can't get you. I compare myself a lot to you. Thank God you're not a woman because it would be even tougher because <laughs> it, 
<laughs> women compare themselves to women. Men compare themselves to men. We don't sure. usually feel as threatened yeah. by each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can uplift. It's much easier for me to uplift men. Yeah. Um, than it is for women, but I I fight that now. It's it's easy for me to uplift women because Good. I've built in this thing. The second I get threatened by a woman on Instagram, I post her video. Good it's move. Because I used to go, I hope no one sees this because she's so much better than me. And now I go, well, at least I, I know that this is funny. Maybe that's a mark on me for knowing something's funny. It's, and yeah. now I have to fucking, now that person's going to be in the spotlight. Step it up, Glazer. Yeah. So, so much healthier, too, to kind of just go. And that girl's young. Yeah. She's going to need a mom cast yeah. in something someday. Yeah. I want to be supportive. Fuck yeah. That's the person I want to be. I'm not that person. At my core, I'm a jealous bitch that hopes she <laughs> dies accidentally somehow, <laughs> tragically young. We uh, all think that. Yes. Yeah. That's who I am at my core, but I got to fight it and got to really, because yeah. there were women like that who did shitty things to me back when I was young and just like, I'm not a threat to you at all. You're so much better than me. You've been doing it 20 years longer. Yeah. What do you want me out of the way for? So you're saying guys, it, t- you are less threatened but so by I can watch you and go, God, the way his brain works is just so, the way he memorizes these things, the way he is so good at improv, the, all the voices. And I go, but he's a man. I can't touch that. <laughs> like I can just, I can wow. live in this yeah. space of like, he's not in my world. World. And right. I know that's crazy and not feminist because, oh, my tag is on my shirt. Because we are all <laughs> supposed to just, there's room enough for all of us kind of stuff. I'm, I'm, I want to be that way, but I'm, I can't lie and say that I don't feel threatened by women. Yeah, you shouldn't. And I think it's, you're full of shit if you say you aren't. I but feel they like do you, it all the time. Yeah. And I, you get shit if you, if you say that you are. I that's not a supportive woman. It's I like, think human beings are incapable of like, we're we're capable of so much. I think we're yeah. we're capable of so much like more empathy and understanding and compassion than I think we give ourselves credit for, but I also think we're very incapable of like being just perfect in every moment and and being able to like th- see something and go, I know how I should feel, but fuck, like this is because it's just part of I can't help the way I feel. Yeah. Britney Spears. That's I can't help the way I feel. It's like don't f- I don't feel bad anymore for the way I feel. Sometimes I'm like I wish I felt something differently, but I'm not choosing to be this jealous cunt right now. <laughs> I'm not choosing to wish that that girl didn't exist or that you know it's it's just the way my brain works because I'm smart and I realize that the way the world works there isn't room for all of us. Yeah. I'm not stupid. Yeah. I'm not stupid to think that me aging is actually going to hurt my career because it tends to for women. <laughs> like you're not as a woman you're supposed to just Oh, like embrace your age, embrace your size, embrace your lines on your face. I wish I could, but I'm not going to lie and say that I love my body every day just because that's what's in to do. Yeah. I'm not going to lie about Good it. For you. I struggle with it. How and have so- you, how, sorry, how have you always been so just like, I was watching, um, I think an interview with you on, it was Graham Benzinger. Oh, right? he, oh God. Yeah. yeah. No, Graham got it out of me. But you're, but you've always been on and off stage as long as I've known you, uh, just and candid's, I think, uh, uh, not I like the that word. yeah. It's candid. sweet. Yeah, because honest sounds like I mean, you you say open book, and you were talking about with your boyfriend like how it's maybe tough. You realized through uh, F Boy Island, but you were talking about how after being um, a part of that show and seeing like just kind of looking in the mirror a little bit and being like, oh, like I'm, which I th- which I've done a lot just from being married and and dating my wife prior to that was just like, oh man, like. There's another side to the story. There's also just perspective. It just made me take a look at myself more, mm. which I think was uh, helpful um, because it's good to just like drop your guard, uh, you know, more than than you think you should, at least for me. Yes. Um, but you were saying how tough it 
is for for someone to date you. And I just thought that was a, a very clean, healthy just approach to be like, I don't know, just was very self-reflective, which I think we don't do enough in general. I know I don't. So to have that aha moment was really cool to see you be like, and it seems like it's paid dividends for your relationship because you're now just more like accepting of like, oh yeah, like I am this way a little bit. And so I get why I might be that way. Yeah. Yeah. That it, it real I I feel Have a lot you always of freedom. Been that, that can, I, guess. I, yeah. I I think that I've always been I've always sought that out in the people that I've projected perfection onto. So like when I was growing up, I always wanted to. I guess I didn't even know that I wanted it, but I just thought everyone was perfect on TV. And so when I started being on TV and having microphones in front of me, I think it's my duty to dispel anything that someone might lump onto me, which. Or whenever anyone's like, God, you're working so much. You are the hardest. And I go, let's be honest. Yeah, I show up to things, but I'm not like writing at cafes. I'm not going over my sets afterwards. The hard work, it's an illusion. You know, like I, I just like to set people straight because I don't want anyone to ever compare themselves to me and feel like they're lacking. I don't want to ever make anyone feel wow. the way I felt when I looked at Jennifer Aniston when I was a kid or not, it's not her fault. Like that's what was the nineties and early two sure. thousands perfection. Everyone's thin. Everyone's totally done up there. You could see no, there wasn't as much paparazzi photos that there, there wasn't makeup lists and let's sew our cellulite. It was, I grew up in that time. So I feel, I feel like I go overboard with it sometimes and really like to get dark and people sometimes worry for me because they go, Oh my God, you have suicidal thoughts. I'm like, but a lot of people do. I'm just the one that's talking about it. But but it's not that don't worry about yeah. me. I'm just talking about a thing that comes up for me sometimes. So sometimes I have to realize, like, pull back, Nikki. Like, it's a little much. Like, right. we don't need to hear every fucking little, like, sad detail about you. So <laughs> I'm embarrassed of it a little bit now. But I think I've... um. I find it just so freeing when I find what I was saying before, when I heard Burr talk seriously about something he struggled with. I yeah. was just like... I couldn't have gotten more. I wanted more of it because I just like when we all relate to one another. You crave uh, connection from people that maybe seem, um, uh, what, just um, not incapable, but like where you're like, oh, I'm never going to get that from that person because they are up on this pedestal. Yeah. Right? And I just don't want anyone at home to feel like yeah. alone with the shit. Like if someone, because I've dealt with this shit for years alone. And so now that I have a platform, it's like, and I think I do it in a way because people reach out to me and say, oh, my God, I have those thoughts, too. And I go, oh, my God, good. I'm not wow. alone. So it's like I get yeah, you it get back. get a lot of that. The way you are with your fans, too, is really uh, admirable and commendable. Well, I get that from Taylor, I think, Swift. Cool. Just like the connection I feel with her, I I don't think I did it intentionally, but I feel like she's a friend of mine. There's a parasocial relationship I'm aware that's, like, unhealthy and everything. But <laughs> I don't I don't want to even meet her, honestly. There's, you don't? No, because until she wants to meet me. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to bug her. Doesn't I, she know about you? She definitely does. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm waiting until there's a call made and, like, she wants to I heard to you're at out. the show. Yeah. Yes. You want to come grab a Panera But until soup. then, I will keep spending my money and supporting her in every way and not need a single thing from her because she doesn't owe me anything. And she's given me already so much. And so I feel like... But her relationship with her fans and being one of them and talking to other fans in the Swifty community, I just know that we all feel like we have this like big sister who's looking out for us, who shares everything with us in her songs, not in interviews, but like in her lyrics. She tells us more than the most honest comedian has ever, more than I'm sharing. Wow. There, it's all there. It's all coded, though. And so to I like to have that connection with my fans where they feel like they know me. That's why I call my fans on my podcast where I get really real. And just not that I get go into it, but I just don't. If something's going on in my life, I'm depressed that day. I like will cry about it on the. Po I just don't. It's the only place where I don't have to try. Yeah. 
ever. What are and your... I call them my besties because I feel like they're my best. It, it was tongue in cheek at first because it's such a lame word, but I really feel like they're my best friends because they could be if they lived in my town and we could hang yeah. out. If you like that podcast and that version of me, then you love me and I love you. Have you ever met a fan after a show where you're like, you even have a two minute encounter and you're like, oh, we could probably be homies. Yes, yeah. all the time. Yeah. And it's my podcast fans. It's the ones that are like the real ones. The ones that are from the roast, like I appreciate those fans yeah. and and from my stand-up and stuff. But in my stand-up is getting more um, very authentically me and mm. less performative as I age, as we all get yeah. on stage. So I think now my stand-up fans will start to feel that way to me of like, these people I want to hang out with. It, would, it sucks when you have fans that d are like not people you want to hang out with when you're attracting yeah. the wrong you're doing something wrong i think Fuck if you're yeah. attracting fans that you wouldn't hang out with oh yeah and i think we know a lot of people that do that yeah let's go down the list <laughs> uh, <laughs> um why do you think people love reality tv because it's and then why do you exactly love the same reality re TV? same reason you get to see people it's fake the situations are fake the emotions aren't and people don't get to see other people's emotions that often we all guard that it's all behind closed doors and so reality shows bring out those emotions and you see people cry about dumb shit, you cry about dumb shit, you sit on your couch and go, I would never do that, but yet you did it the day before. It makes you feel less alone for being fucking crazy. Totally. And we all feel that way. So I love reality shows because they're like, they're just, they are real. When people say, I, this is a talking point I've used before, but when people go, reality shows are fake. I'm like, oh, so do you watch scripted shows? And they're like, yeah. And I go, <laughs> things that are written by me white men in you know, Burbank Martin for an Sheen's actor. not the president, right? <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. It's the fakest thing what wow. are you talking about like so fake funny so it's like it's the dumbest thing to yeah. hear reality shows are fake the situations yeah no one's supposed to be on have their phones taken away from them and only be dating for four weeks <laughs> dating four separate women for four weeks where they fall in love but the love that comes from that is fucking real sure because we've set it up it's yeah. a zoo i just met a couple it's people captivity. from love is blind in seattle on that last you watch that season i've watch never watched love is uh, wait love is blind yeah. yes oh yeah i you love watch that the show seattle, they... seattle uh, oh season? yeah yeah so which one did uh, you meet uh well kwame and marshall so yes! i played uh, got to be homies with them at celebrity golf and basketball wait, tournament marshall which one was mar oh oh i remember the other super so, sweet so black cute. dude yes yeah, super <gasps> smooth yeah yes they got kind of screwed over he by... got screwed over by that guy and she went back with the other guy who yeah. showed up to a mixer drunk He's I, the shit. He's fine. He's. I love them all. Yeah. Uh, even and that woman. And was was is with this girl Chelsea. Oh, I know Chelsea. Yeah. She's just like. Mm. Yeah, and she's that, and I don't. I didn't. That's wasn't around her. her enough to yeah. really get it. Kwame's yeah. the shit. I'll say that. Yes, Kwame's yes. fucking. Yes, and he I fucking and um. Even though I did not care for him holding what's her name's hand and talking girl. intimately after yeah. he had just yeah. proposed to Chelsea. He did tell me he goes. She was. Uh, he goes because now I'll see her on the gram like. Lots of sponsored things and on planes and holding juices and whatever. And he was like, because I go, which was anybody just like what you see is what you get, but also just like where everybody was like, what the fuck? And he said her for sure. But that what's also interesting because then he was kind of getting mixed up with her. So I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, you get that show's different. I mean, yeah. but it's not. But he was saying they too, fall in love. Yeah. They really do. That's why I was bringing it up because yeah. uh, just to piggyback on your sentiment, he was just like, man, because that was my first question. I was like. How can you really get? He's like, I, oh, I said, how quickly do you forget the cameras are there? He's like, pretty quick, man. Like once you get into it, you're just like, I don't know. They also make it comfortable, like to where you're not. He's like, yeah, there's certain times when they're coming up, and maybe if you know, uh, you know, have they you, got. Have you ever tried to pay attention to your breathing, like when you're meditating or something? How no. long can you keep your focus on that? You can keep your focus. Like I, uh, there are cameras around. Eventually, it's. After hours, it's go you're gonna get used to it, yeah. and it you're still aware of it, but 
the thing that I always say about making people fall in love is that it's just like the outside world. It's just fast-paced because if you lose your phone, you don't have any other women to be like, maybe I'll lose your phone. Uh, What is that? Your old joke. Remember earlier in the podcast when you said, sometimes I lose my phone and I said, you sound like this would be one of your early bits. (laughs) Yes, that's Uh, so. We'll edit this out. (laughs) No, please don't. (laughs) People know exactly what you're referencing. (laughs) Okay, good. I'm lost. So... so people, if you are taking away your phone and you don't get to talk to any of your family and none of your friends and you're just living in a hotel room on a ranch and all you do all day is date this person and then when you're not dating them, a producer is interviewing you going, so you and Kevin, yeah, <laughs> tell me about him. Oh my God. Yeah. There's something there. Yeah. You really like him, don't you? I so mean, yeah, it's fine, yeah. It, it, it will make yeah. you fall in love faster because that's what happens on the outside world too. We talk to our friends, they get in our heads, but it's it takes a long time because you have a job and you have you know to take the trash out. There, we remove anything you'd ever have no to distractions. do. No distractions. And it just fast tracks it. Wow. So it's still real. It's wow. still the same thing. And on F-Boy Island, it's amazing because these F-Boys, the show is that three girls come in and they're looking for love and all the guy contestants, there's like 20 to 30 of them depending on which season you watch and half of them are f boys that are just there for the hundred dollar hundred thousand dollar cash prize at the end if they win if they get chosen and the other guys are nice guys who split the the hundred thousand with the girl and um and so they're but they're all pretending they all look like f boys and they're all saying they're nice guys but they're not and so um by the end of it though the f boys end up some of them go can you the the premise is like can you change an f boy and i thought no i mean these guys came into the show wanting to steal a hundred thousand dollars from a woman and lie the whole time (laughs) But the thing is, they on the outside world, they just have tons of women in their phone. They're constantly lying to women, recycling them, banging them, never calling them again. These are the kind of guys that are on the show. But they've never had to, like, date women over and over. They've always run from that because they're scared of intimacy. They don't like themselves. They're Whoa. not letting someone in. But they're forced to date people over and over. And so, this, so they fall in love despite themselves. So some of these, like, true broy, just, like. Like, lose it. And they're I've like, never met a pair of tits. I don't try to. And you're like, and that guy's all of a sudden like, hey, I'm strictly it. I won't even hold hands on a first date now. I'm, I won't even fuck for a year. You're, I've seen it happen. Where And I, I just figured out this season. I put it all together. Why they are able to change is because they are forced to not run away from these girls. Because what an F-boy is is just a guy who's, you know, yes, he likes sex. Who doesn't? You know, like all these things. Like they, they like getting their dick wet from random girls. Every guy, no matter what he is, likes novelty and likes new sure. pussy. But these guys are scared of intimacy, and we force them to have it. And then once they let it in, they're like, this actually feels really good to like go on more than one date with one girl and Whoa, hold hands and talk. Yeah. And you can't really fuck on our show because there's no – you go on a date, and then we send you home. So there's no – if you're not getting to like come, you're like – yeah. That's that's all the books I've read about like trying to get a husband is like don't let them come and they'll always want you because they want to fuck you and once they do they'll kind of move on to the next thing but like don't and that's what we kind of uh, scientifically like engineered in this setting it's awesome it's so um, fun. you're a really great host oh thanks because you're uh, good at being hosty yeah good at being conversational uh-huh. and good at um, at just at all the the gameplay stuff and setting it up and yeah. like and then but then your casual conversation with the jokes and the quick bits and um even setting up all the the uh when all the guys were coming in one by one which is like so crazy to watch and like elimination episodes the, the, how tense it is 
I mean, yeah, and like it's just it's so tense. It's these guys. <laughs> I mean, I mean, their lives are on the line. This is all they've been living for weeks, so they are conditioned to believe this is life and or death. Guys, and they're competitive, and it's like the true. That's why aggro. we do most of the jokes in cold reads, which means like where they're the audi- the guys aren't there. We get them safety before because really? a lot of the jokes I write are so mean. You these guys me this. can't handle it uh, when they're when they're that tense. So, yeah. but then last week or. One time, though, we shot uh, an elimination, and it was an intense one. And I had a lot of jokes written that I was going to do not in front of them, but it, we edited together <laughs> later, so it looked like it. And um, But we forgot to do cold reads, and all of a sudden they were just there, and I'm like in my ear like, uh, I have some jokes that aren't really going to – I have to do them because I love them so much, but – um, these guys are badly. not ready to hear jokes. They're like all about to start crying. And so right before I was like, guys, I was like, uh, Mercedes, can I make fun of your shirt? I really like it, but it's a joke. And he was just like, yeah, sure. And so it went over well, but oh I was so God, scared because yeah. I do. That is the, I think that's what I do best as a host is strike a balance between like taking it very seriously and respecting these people who have given up their lives, yeah. who have put themselves out there to be judged at home by people who go, I would never do that. It's like, yeah, because you're embarrassing. <laughs> You've never trusted a camera around you because you know how embarrassing you <laughs> yeah, are and you fuck. drink too much. And like, yeah, you, the reason I you know. wouldn't do that is because you'd never be on the show. Because first of all, you're not interesting enough to be on a reality show. And you can judge <laughs> these people all the time for how dumb they are, which is what I've done too. And sit on my couch it's and point think of reality I'm, TV. You did, you sit on at home and you judge it so you feel better about yourself yes but the truth is you would never do it not because you're not desperate enough to do it and that could be a reason like i don't need to go do that but the real reason is you're you're embarrassing and you know it and uh, you know that eventually that would come out or you just see yourself even my posture during this episode i'm like i'm gonna see a (laughs) thing and go how could you not sit up there's things you end up seeing about yourself that are so Fucking excruciating. And these people, whether they're doing it out of bravery or stupidity, they're still doing it, and I really respect it. And so I go in not hating the people on the show at all. Actually, really, like, being like, thank you for your service, because this is, like, going to ruin some of your lives, yeah. potentially. Fuck potentially. Yeah. Have you been – my wife want to know if um, – she loves the show. Have Uh-oh. you been hit on by any of the guys? No, I – And how do you deal with that in general? That's a great question. Know? Like, just in comedy and, like, life. And... <laughs> um, oh, like, being hit on in general? Yeah, she asked from the show, and then she was just like, you know, Aww. as a comedian and just – you know, at shows and whatever, DMs, like, how do you just, like, yeah. d- deflect or block or, like, yeah. if it's live, do you make it funny and whatever? Because she was good. telling me when she worked in, in restaurants when she was younger and she was telling me just how it was the way it was, like, guys would work their servers when she was, you know, running this bar at, like, 18, 19 at this big country club in Arizona and guys that were servers that were, like, 40 would just squeeze her ass and, like, just, like, and I was like, what the fuck? And then I'm just like, where the fuck are they Where right now? are they? And I was Find just like, Facebook. I was like, were you upset? Like, no. No, it was just like it's like I couldn't report it, but also she was just like, I it didn't bother me because I knew that's how it was. Yes, okay, I relate to that. It, it, it um, I let me answer the the f boy sure. thing first. I it's it's strange because I'm desperate to be perceived as hot by these hot guys. I mean, who wouldn't be? I'm I'm not lying to say that. Like, yeah, I, I hope they all would like to fuck me. Like I hope they all. I, I want everyone to want to fuck. Sure. Let me like it, and not because I want to get fucked. It's like I want to have that. That I want. Then that means they give you life. Gives yes. you things. It's yes. like you know. So I I want to be perceived as fuckable, but at the same time I um I absolutely cannot 
ever tr- – I never want to be competitive with these women. I don't want these women to ever think that I am trying to – like, yeah. I'm never trying to get them to want to fuck me. I right. just hope it, if it happens, it happens yes. naturally. I'm if never buying them. you the vibe, it's not it, – That know. would be disgusting of me as a host to do. And someone, my one of my producers says, you can try to fuck one of the F-boys when you're ready to leave the show. And I'm like, oh, what an out that would be. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, because that's – it would be it would be a gross abuse of my power yeah. to even do that. And also, like, I don't – I don't know. I can just turn it off really well. Like mm. I, I think I got the charm. My first, any just kind of sexuality yeah. where someone would want to like pursue anything with me. I um, early, my first kiss was like an attack, kind of like oh, it was. I, I don't mean to make light of it, but it's kind you were of attacked. Fun. Yeah, like it was. My, I was very. I was really um, uh, a late bloomer, as I said. So this was my like junior year of high school. I really yeah. liked this guy. I was hanging out with a lot. We were friends. And I was dying for him to like me back, but I didn't think it was even possible. Little did I know he had a crush on me too. One night we were watching Letterman, year probably 2000, Hedberg was on. I remember we watched Hedberg for the first time on Letterman. We were both like dying laughing. It was after a football game late at night. And um, he was like, hey, uh, I like you. And we were both just watching the screen, not even looking at each other. And I was like, oh, I like you a lot too. And he was like, okay, so like I could ask you on a date sometime. And I was like, yeah. And we're in his parents' living room. And then he just ran from the couch and just like, jumped on me you know like just started making out with me and I was like get off get yeah, off fuck. and I pushed him off which he got off right away like it was a little bit of a struggle but I got him off what happened um, like the slow like maybe an arm around this he was just this, awkward yeah, and, did, and he was just it's awkward do you think I, he saw in a movie or read in a magazine like don't even let her know it's coming just pounce sure. like fucking Simba yeah <laughs> probably because I just think he had ADD or like he had a I will say this from the stuff. male perspective just taking myself and tapping back into it. The about to kiss a girl moment (laughs) is fucking terrifying. It's brutal. That's why I usually just tell, I am the first one to be like, do you want to kiss me? And because it's like, let's nothing wrong with that. Cause I mean, fuck. I mean, and I'm speaking for myself, you know, like it's not like I had any great teaching for it, but it's like just knowing like the moment. Cause I think I, it wasn't even, it was obviously pre me too and all that. And it's not like being too aggressive was in my head. It's not like I thought if I lean forward, it was I think it was the idea of rejection, for sure, of just, like, what are you doing? That moment of, like, or no, or misperceiving uh, the friendship that it was. Because it always, hopefully, starts. or It's so embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even believe you guys do it. It's, it's so maybe like, that's what he was doing. He was like, fuck it. If I do it quick, so you won't have a chance to tell me and no. And I had just said, does. yes, I like you. Yeah. You know, like, he thought he had the green light. And yeah. he's clunky, and he just ran over and, and jumped <laughs> on me. And there's no way to slowly move to the couch. Like, no. he just was like, I'll just do it fast, and it's going to be this romantic moment. I yeah. know that he thought that. So I pushed him off, and he was so embarrassed, he ran to his parents' kitchen, and which I couldn't see, and he starts slamming cabinets and going, I'm f- fucking stupid. I'm oh, such a God. fucking idiot. And his oh, anger God. is, like, scaring me. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not a big deal. I was like, I need. will you drive me home? Because he was just in there for so long screaming. You probably and, like, don't have road rage based on your kitchen behavior. Oh, yeah, exactly. I should have known because he, he was gut. Little did I know he's guzzling uh, vodka. He drives me home. He's going to four loco. He, I mean, just banging his head against the fridge. He puts really his hand he was, in the blender. He was a crazy person. I realize now that he had like definite like mental health issues. Damn. So he drove me home. He was going so fast. When I got out of the car at my parents' place, he sped away and I fell like roll like almost got run over. So this is my first kiss. So Wait after, a second. after the, that, he didn't moment, come to a complete stop. And no, he, he was so embarrassed. He just was like, "Get out of the car." And I, I was like, "Okay, thanks for the night." And my foot is still in the car as he pulls off at top speed, slams on the gas. So. And then I just remember, yeah, I, it's the first time I'd ever in my life been like, fuck you! 
yeah. in my parents' subdivision so loud. And then the next day he called me and apologized, but it was still like. No, damage is done, man. If you make a guy mad by rejecting his kiss, he's going to try to kill you, kind of. Like, that's how, that's how I think my psyche registered that. So from then on, I did not give a, ch- a guy an inch to ever make a move because even if I liked a guy, I liked that guy and he did that to me. So even if I like a guy, I can't trust him to not do something Holy that I don't want to do. So until I started drinking, I never hooked up with a guy after that. Like it just didn't happen. And because no I was scared of trust. men. And so even to this day, when I have a crush on someone, they'll never know. They never know because I just don't let myself be vulnerable in that way. I've never had a guy be like, can I kiss you? I'm always the one to beat them to it. Or yeah. when I finally go, I like you. They're like, what? <laughs> so it's just, um, to, I think that I've just put up that guard ever since then. So I haven't really had a lot of aggressive hitting on happen. It happens with lesbians more than men because I think I don't put that guard up with them because I don't expect it. Yeah. So when I do meet and greets, I will get like ass squeezes and like kind of too tight of holds and things yeah. that make me deeply uncomfortable from women because I, for some reason, whatever I'm doing, men pretty much know to leave me the fuck alone. Um, and I'm not saying that women who are victimized, like do something about it. You should have a better defense. <laughs> whatever I'm doing has been, I've been lucky enough to keep predators away but that's not to say that there's not some well-known comedians who have tried to kiss me when they're drunk and like done stupid stuff but it's been like i've just batted it away been like yeah gross but no you're wasted and i hope you don't remember this tomorrow because you're gonna be very embarrassed yeah sweetheart i'm hungry well why don't you make yourself some soup again ah can't we go to the grocery store I hate going to the grocery store. It takes too long and people try to kidnap you. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Are you also having trouble potentially getting kidnapped at the grocery store? It's a real thing. It's happened to my wife twice. So, HelloFresh is here to save your life with farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep so you don't have to go to the store. You can just count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. My wife and I have been using HelloFresh for a couple years now and we're obsessed okay we love to cook she loves to cook i eat the stuff she cooks <laughs> and there are so many great recipes that they're coming out with especially just in time for summer you want all the good tasting food at your doorstep and hello fresh has it from chef crafted seasonal recipes to their new fresh and fit summer menu hello fresh brings flavor right to your door pre-portioned ingredients help cut down on food waste while step-by-step instructions make cooking a breeze and not a chore. Do you know what I'm saying? You want your home to feel like a hangout place with crowd-pleasing eats. You know, a, a, a backyard bratwurst or a tangy key lime pie. HelloFresh Market makes summer entertaining a cinch. The ingredients travel from the farm to your door in less than seven days for a quality that you can taste. And did you know that HelloFresh offers more than just delicious dinners? They do. It's now easier than ever to skip that extra grocery store run by adding snacks, sides, and more to your weekly order. All you gotta do is simply shop HelloFresh Market and take your pick from a curated selection of over 100 items. They got so much shit, man. You want to eat well this summer? HelloFresh's menu features calorie-smart and protein-smart lunch and dinner options, plus new vegan dinners to choose from. All you vegans, can you hear me? You're probably asleep because you're tired, but HelloFresh makes it easy to reach your food goals with flavorful recipes that leave you feeling satisfied. They offer 40 recipes to choose from every single week, so you're never going to get bored. That's the one thing about food. You don't want to eat the same shit if you're trying to eat healthy. HelloFresh mixes it up. They got fast and fresh recipes, ready in 15 minutes or less. Plus, HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than takeout. It is. You know it is. 
When you Uber Eats and Postmates, that shit adds up. They feature quality proteins, fresh produce, and plans for many lifestyles. It's no wonder why HelloFresh, one more time, is America's number one meal kit. Be a part of the HelloFresh family. Start living and feeling better right now. Go to HelloFresh.com slash about 50. Use promo code about 50, I swear to God, for 50% off plus free shipping. Guys, HelloFresh.com slash about 50 and use promo code ABOUT50 for 50% off plus free shipping. That's incredible. If you like food and you like feeling good, HelloFresh is the place to be. So one more time, HelloFresh.com slash ABOUT50, promo code ABOUT50 for 50% off plus free shipping. So the but, lesbian community is uh, trying to trying to make some some moves. They're, they're not wrong. I yeah. mean, like, I... Uh, uh, I I would go. I I could see myself going that way if if the person was the right kind of person. But I don't. I think that's why that happens. Is I just don't expect it from women. Right. And so it's happened before where right. I'm like, what the? F- you don't get to touch me that much, or where you just feel really violated and meet and greets. But generally, people know they're know not to do stuff like that. It is weird in a meet and greet when people will like take a little like. I've had guys and gals. Oh, women do it too. I had you a guy rub so my much. neck um, about two weeks ago, like, rub and then come back neck. for three different pictures. Like on your, in your yeah. Picture? He's first it was just on the shoulder, and I was like, "Hey, just that is." I mean, look, the, I always do like a yeah, and like I mean, put yeah. together, and then, but I'm never rubbing anybody's shoulders, and so rubbing neck, and he came back for another one, and then went to the other side, and then the hand was they on my back, of my neck, and come back for yeah. more. Their camera didn't work, or they have more people now. And they the person that made you feel so icked out always comes back for another picture. Yeah. And I didn't want to, it was this weird thing where I was like, oh man, you're making me have to say something. But I was like, I'll try to say it funny, but out loud so people know this guy. So I go, I go, should we all rub each other's necks? I go, what's going on right now? And then Good. he, yeah, and then he was, like, he was like, he's like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, is that too much? Yes. Is that too much? It is too much. Why do you have to ask? We're taking Eddie a is, picture. Any is too much. It, it didn't say, hey, come take a picture. Like, this then, isn't a massage yeah. where that's a, a oh, sorry, yeah. I'll, I'll loosen up. That's yeah. so crazy. And, and you're so right. It's like. You saying that he came back whenever there's someone making me uncomfortable. I swear to Picture God, nine out of time, well. ten, like, yeah. ten times they always come back. Yeah. And then, but the people around you who are watching for this thing don't catch it. They don't see that no, no, the no. touch is happening. And the and and so I've taught my guy who takes my pictures. I go, you just go, just don't even go one, two, three. I don't want to touch the a potential person long. I, we don't need to yeah. count. Just start getting it. Yeah. I'm going to be ready. Oh, man, yeah. So it's don't like, give but most people are just totally yeah. fine. And I don't even mind a waist. Like, most men, like, don't go in for the waist and do the do the, the, the hook. I mean, I don't mind so, a man touching my waist in a, in a platonic. I think most people setting. are appropriately handsy. Ag- agreed. Great rom-com that you could start. <laughs> <laughs> About, and the opening scene is this fucking kiss with you as a teenager getting kicked yes. out. Because my comedy brain went to a very funny scene of you like getting out, of, like tumbling out of the car. Yes. And then your parents <gasps> being there and you open the door and they're like, how was the date? And you're like, ugh. Or, or, or maybe you're talking, and whoever the best friend is, is the John Krasinski type that's like, and you tell him about falling out of the car, and like he's like, "Well, at least he gave you a ride home." Like some sort of like, you know, <laughs> like my date. I just went on, or, or whatever. If it's a girl doing, yes. it, you know, like there is there is a, a movie there. I like that your brain thinks that way. Oh, you probably have nine movies out of if you were to just sit down and. I mean that's so much work Adam it is everything that like uh, your dreams require like your telephone call I'm like well that would be exhausting oh man to I would to love all that. to write but it's that great movie for you or at least just help you like sit down and talk it all out I mean that's I just... so cool that you like to do the kind of work that I don't thank God for people like you yeah I mean that enjoy that process oh man yeah I, yeah of like right you like like writing out writing scripts just the creating from from start to finish i mean Whoa. you have it too cuz it's obviously with stand up like you when you lay down an hour then you're getting it going again but the 
I also like even just with that Dr. Phil Bill Burr thing, it was like that seemed so daunting. But then I was like creating it from the ground up with no knowing that it was all on me to kind of like and decide that we're going to do that. And then we're going to do that like is really exciting. But then also like having people to do it with. I'm, I definitely don't want or need like it's my way or the highway and I need to do it all because no, I know you're best. collaborative you have to kind be. person. No, I would. If this ever happens, I'd love to be a part of your team and be in your thing. Oh, 1000. Thank you. Oh, I would be love to hang star. out. I was just talking about um, doing these podcasts and being like how fun they are because you just get to hang out with a friend. Like we ran into each other at a show a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I was just like, I just had the, someone was like, how was the show this night? I was like, I just love talking to Adam Ray. It's so fun. And then I get to go do this podcast. I was like, I love you. I'm looking forward to it because you just get to have a, a friend hang. 1000. Yeah. So that's the, that is the dream is like working with friends. He we, just we're so lucky. Grownups. People were like, dude, what, what he's making oh, that yeah, for kids. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, he had a chance to do a uh, three months in a fucking like private you know, upstate Maine, I think, with all his buddies. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's and knowing life. that the and the formula for the movie is going to make the most money. Was that Malibu gig real quick? Uh, was that like, I know that was for all of us a little like, oh, wow, super rich Malibu people. But um, it ended up being fine, right? Yeah, it was yeah. good. It was, um, yeah, I was going. I, that Do you was get like, scared for gigs like that when you're like, oh, this isn't a comedy club and it could be one way or the other? No. no. Because... I, know what you're doing I at this bombed point. all the time. I can survive a bomb. If, if 200 people in Malibu think I suck, like the the whatever's going to happen from that is not going to really impact me. And and also, I don't really have... rely on. I just know I always have an arsenal of things that can work, and if they don't work, it's their fault. Right. And those kinds of things. Because you have uh, your notoriety is at a level to where like I mean a lot of people are there for you, most of them. That's a weird thing. So and also so do you feel the like oh man like I just want to like do my shit, but do you feel like I guess how do you balance that uh, for any set I guess when you're in town where people are like expect the expectations are higher now right? Yeah, and I sometimes acknowledge like God, she's not as funny as she is in the roast. Like I'll say that under my breath, and people will laugh really hard. And I go, Oh yeah, I know that's what they're thinking. I call it out. Like Fine. if I'm messing on some stuff or messing around with new stuff, and then I do the classic thing of like this stuff is new, and then they all fucking love that because yeah. they feel like they're a part of the. the I have nothing wrong the with that block process. Exactly. And, um. Yeah. That that pressure of. I, I, I actually don't feel it, and I'm so surprised that I don't because I I don't know. I've had some rough sets recently because I've been trying. I've been just depressed. If I'm depressed, it's, it's hard for me to, like, get into show mode because that's, yeah. that's a good thing, though, because that means I'm authentic on stage yep. and that there's not, like, a performative quality to what I'm doing as much as there used to be where yeah. I could just, like, snap into this character yeah, of this yeah, girl yeah. on stage. And so now it's harder to... Um, predict when I'm going to be in those moods and then like not have a set that night or something and power through. And so sometimes my negativity and the, and the joke can just go to a place of like, I, there's she's just mad and angry yeah. and grumpy and it's not really that funny. But what I've been doing recently to snap out of it and fall in love with stand-up again is listen to like great stand-up. And, which I Good think move. I really avoided for many years because I just start to sound like that person or I start to compare myself and I'm not that good. But instead it's been absorbing into my DNA and I've been doing so much better on stage just being influenced by my favorites because well finding joy in the art form so that you're not like I mean you have to remind yourself of like why did I want to do this yes because I liked this I liked that I would when I used to drive to Laughlin Nevada to, to um, uh, see my dad when he lived out there I would go to Amoeba Records and buy every time I would go I'd probably buy a new five CDs this was like 2005 2006 
and just list and just back and forth on repeat, like a new Patton, a new Seinfeld's on Broadway, or Robin oh Williams, God. Brian Regan, and feeling then feeling kind of Patton. Yeah. And I have that, that one memorized. Yeah. It's and such a good yes. Unreal. A Ray Romano, uh, mm-hmm. I think, of uh, Carnegie Hall one. And I would just and it was it just made the drive pass by, but it also was so it just made me get excited. And this was two years before I started. Wow. Um, but I just was like, I wanted to get yeah. excited about it and, and so that I could have as much like I wanna do this before I know that I'm probably gonna have a lot of like uh, you don't want to do this. Yes. I don't know. Just build up my. my I haven't um, felt that way since I was that yeah, age too, like move. young and like listening to it again. And I think I just stayed away from it because now that I'm in the realm of those guys, if I'm not as good, I'm gonna feel really bad about right. myself. But the truth is, I'm listening to old Louie, and I'm like, oh, he's 39 in this special. I'm like, I'm about at this level. Yeah. Like, okay, like because I've seen, I listened to all of Louis, like all of his albums that are on Spotify, which mm. I don't think is all of his specials within the past two weeks, all from the recent one. And wow. then I went back to, and you see him, you see common themes. You kind of go, it was here all along. We should have known all along. <laughs> like he told us a million yeah, times 1, what he was up percent. to. It's crazy that we were, anyone was shocked, which I kind of admired in a way, because I think uh, not admired, but I'm just like, uh, it's a, st- it's a tricky thing to talk I about, but I, I just was like, we shouldn't have been as just Baffled. shocked. Yeah. Like I and I really am. I feel like such a bad person sometimes. I feel like I'm a closeted like sociopath. Do you ever feel that way? You sure. probably do. You really? Oh yeah. Like okay, I think that's a normal thing for comedians to Fuck feel yeah. like I'm naturally an evil person. I wish horrible things. I don't do horrible things. I really don't think, but. I do a shoulda, woulda, coulda thing a lot that my wife hates where it's like, I like, fuck, I go, what? That almost happened, and then this would have happened, this would have happened. She's like, why are you playing out these oh. like doomsday scenarios? So to yourself, but you don't wish bad things on other people. Sometimes. Okay, good. Thank <laughs> yeah. you, thank you. But also, yeah. But, I needed that. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Or just like- But if- you try to combat it with like- I'm just kidding. Or uh, or I uh, yeah. or I don't really, and you don't really. I mean, like, because that's- I think- But sometimes it's cathartic to say. Listening to Louie and how honest he is about being a bad person is really freed up something in me. Like, th- something in my stand-up has changed since, like, injecting him into my veins. Mm. And I, I, I really am grateful for, like, having immersed myself in it. Yeah. Also, Mulaney. Like, I just- The great- yeah. The people that I look up to the most, I've just been, like, ma- mainlining. And, and what's and, very cool now is think about the people that are- like you know at the point to where i was in 2005 2006 that are now looking at your shit oh, please to don't. like get fired up i know what? i just i do, it's cool i know it's no not please don't to you but like when people do that i'm like no there's other better things to listen to i'm so no. it's so crazy you a lot of you got a big body of work and, no, I do. and a lot of great stuff i do i i actually do i'm Even gonna start con- saying that i want to say this uh, real quick and then we're gonna wrap I this do. up you're um you're I'll watch Burr Conan compilations uh, when oh, I'm just me too. going down rabbit holes oh, or things yeah. I want to laugh at. You've so, got just as many. Oh, it's very cool. Thanks. Because we've talked about this before. Conan was my like that was that's the guy. That yeah. was my guy, and I I to not even like I wanted to be on the couch so bad, even more way more than stand up because Same. I wanted to banter with him. And I oh even my God, you would be so good. On I did podcast. his um, I did his tonight on Conan, you know, Nikki Glazer for about five years. All the promos that would play on TBS that were like, really? Oh, yeah. Cool. And so I pitched to Jeff Ross at one point because I met him through a friend of a Jeff friend. Jeff Ross, the producer yes. of Conan. Yes. And I was like, um, 
hey man, like be, to go on, it was. I think it was a point when Mad TV on CW was coming back, and then I was hosting this game show on TBS with Eliza, and so I was like, there's a couple things to whatever, and and it'd be cool to have the promo guy on, and then I thought about this whole bit to where yes. the, the show Conan would be like, yeah, you actually do the promos for us, and uh, let's play the thing. And it was like tonight on Conan, you know. Tom Hanks, man, who fucking cares? Oh. And Conan's new best friend, Adam Ray, blah, blah, blah. And then Conan, and Conan be like, is that, that's did we air that? Bit. Or some sort oh, of that's a, such a Conan just bit. a fun little, yeah. And uh, and Jeff tried to make it happen, and <gasps> then they just, and things oh, happened. Well, oh, well, that's cool, And then it was getting ready to be the um, uh, transition from the main show to the short show. Right. So they had to pack in a lot of guests. Yes. But your uh, couch um, appearances with him were just, the, the level of play was high. And that oh, was always thanks. like, that's with a guy like that. That's all he wanted, right? Yeah. To, be, to not have to feel like he had to drive the ship. Oh god. He also is such a great laugher, and he's when he such a good when laugher. he genuinely laughs, it's like, oh man, you just and feel when like he you just won the like is like embarrassed a little bit when he has to laugh, and he's just like yeah. like put his head down at his desk, or he gets up and walks around. Those like whether it's I grew real up or for the moment. Stuff. Oh yeah, dude. It's I wanted that too, and yeah. I those are the times I've worked the roasts and then the Conan appearances and and really any kind of couch appearance are always the times you but prepped. really the Conan that I work the hardest on to make sure that it is awesome flawlessly it's just joke 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 there's no fat and we're just getting to it I and think he respects just, that too yeah it, and I'm uh, that's the way everyone should approach these I things know. when I see people go on these things and phone it in and just be boring I'm just like the opportunity you're oh, squandering man. here what are you doing yeah. so I I I don't. There are so many areas of my life where I should work harder, and I always uh, beat myself up about that. I'll beat myself up about not being as entertaining as I wanted to be on this. Like it's it's nonstop. But most of my Conans have been um, where Spot I walk on. out and I go, you know what? You, d- you a plus. You did it. You studied hard and you got it. But I can't say that for everything in my life. Nobody it's can. Just too exhausting. Nobody can. It's- Rachel Ray might be able to. <laughs> um, we're gonna close this out with an inside the actor studio ten question questionnaire to get to know Nikki Glaser a little bit better. And I'm gonna play James Lipton ten Ooh. quick questions. This is how he would close the show out. Yeah, I remember. <clears throat> Me with Nikki Glaser. Nikki, what is your favorite word? Brandish. What does it mean? Use it in a sentence, please. Uh, the suspect brandished a weapon. So, so like made or pulled out? Pulled out. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I just dumb. like the word ish, like brand. It's just yeah. like it's a crunchy word. I also like a it. cool name maybe for a boy. All right. Brandish? I'm open to having kids now. Because of that name? Yeah. My wife likes the or name band. Killian. What? From We just saw Oppenheimer. Killian, and yeah. she's like, Killian Mert, like that's kind of a cool name. Yes, yeah, so the word kill in it. It's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's so badass. What about Naomi? She likes that for a girl. I love that. And you don't see many baby Naomi's. You don't. I love that. Is it Naomi or Naomi? I would say Nay, but yeah. I, and I also like that that can be the nickname. Uh, in Succession, there was a character named Naomi, and they called her Nay, oh, and I yeah. really liked that. How so much that's did a you good love that show, by the way. I'm like I'm still going through withdrawals. Yeah, it sucks. I can't handle that. It's not in my life anymore, and I can't wait to go back and watch it again. But it's the greatest thing that's ever. That will be to a me. good like rewatch in like I don't know, couple years, yeah. maybe less. I I, I I started watching only this year. Um, I I waited. Oh, me too. I didn't know. I, I knew I would love it, but I just wasn't ready. And now, oh my god. Yeah, brilliant. Some of the best TV I think I've ever seen. That, and I've seen all of Frasier. And, yeah, yeah. Frasier's good great too. too. Yeah, Frasier's one of the example. best pilots of all time. I haven't seen the pilot. You should go back and watch the pilot. Someone, a TV writer told me, Mark Gross, he's a really very accomplished TV writer, said the pilot for Frasier is touching. It'll make you cry. It'll make you laugh. It has everything. It's perfect. So if Holy any TV shit. writers out there that want a, a inspiration for a perfect uh, multi-cam pilot, it's cool. Frasier. What is your least favorite word? Um, I mean, probably the N-word. Yeah, definitely the N-word. 
the full thing. Use it in a sentence, please. <laughs> just, just joking. <clears throat> what turns you off? Uh, what turns you on? I'm sorry, first. What turns me on? Sexually or not? Uh, on um, turning me on is um, good girl saying someone saying good girl. Like that, I've been like kind of bad, and now they're impressed that I've like done the assignment. Yeah. Like I've like completing the assignment. Good girl. Yeah, that's pretty sexy. What turns you off? Um. Uh, people not uh people being insecure and not um knowing that they are. So I, insecurity turns me on and being honest about it. But like someone just being insecure and getting angry and uh, just people not going to therapy, turns pushing me you off. out of a moving vehicle. People, yeah, <laughs> people not people thinking they're fully cooked. Like that's so gross to me. Just like wow, just Great I'm done. Premise. You came out fine. Like you're done. I'd listen to what? 12 more minutes of you talking about that. That's weird to me. It's like, we should all, who like wants to not stink. change? Everyone's shit stinks. Yes. What are you doing? It's awesome to change. It's so, thank God we change. Life is like so much, so boring if you just stay the same, but some people think they're like perfect. It's so weird. Well, you just haven't gotten to know me. Oh, exactly. What is your favorite, what is your favorite curse word? Um, I really like cunt. It's so good. It's 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 good. I, I use it a lot. Probably too much for pe- that. It's no. uncomfortable for people, but I like it. And I, I like calling myself one when I'm one. It's nice. better than bitch. It's like it is better than it's bitch. It's still strong. It feels cool. Bitch to feels be a worse cunt. than cunt. Yeah. By the way, bitch and cunt. Here's what we need. We need I agree. somebody. I don't know if it's Christopher Nolan or uh, or Paul Feig in the comedy world, or maybe like Larry David needs to have a. a there needs to be like a beach cop duo named like bitch and cunt. <laughs> Like John Bitch and Steve Cunt. That way we use them in a way that's not derogatory, yeah. and then they're in our brains as like, dude, the two bet like that should. Do you are you watching Bitch, bitch and, and Cunt? And they're associated with men. That would be fun because it. But I like the cunt is empowering. I, know, I is. just feel like you're when you call yourself a cunt, you're like, yeah, I. It's again, it's addressing the insecurity. It's addressing I'm not a perfect person, but yes. I'm like I, at least bitch I feels stand up real for negative. Like yeah. you've done something wrong. Yeah. Cunt is like ah, you were just you fucked up. You're yeah, cunt. No, be cunt better. can oh, be a real. Well, I know. Cunt can be a bitch too. Of course, it depends. It's all delivery. But and cunt tone. is like a she's in she's you're scared of her a little bit, which I feel yeah. like is a a thing that bitches don't have as much power as cunts do. <laughs> <laughs> bitches are kind of like a bitch is also if you call a man a bitch that's a powerless person yeah so calling a woman a bitch there's inherently some of that in it too i guess if you call a man a cunt what did he do oh that's pretty good if you call a man a cunt i mean that's if you call a man a cunt <laughs> you i don't know have you ever met dr phil uh no i, mean, I know you weren't just doing that him, was but it kind of yeah. sounded oh, like fuck. it yeah. but have you you never met dr phil no i, I love him You've met him? Yeah, I did his podcast. We met on Kelly Clarkson's show, and then he booked me on his podcast on the couch at Kelly. It was awesome. What a great day. It was awesome. What a great day. I know. What a great Hollywood day. Yeah, it was cool. Because you're doing Kelly Clarkson's show, which is very fucking cool. Yeah. And if you don't think it is, sorry that you don't know what cool shit is. She's awesome. Yeah. We'll talk about just a regular person. There's so few that you meet that you go, actually, this person's just as cool as you want her to be. And she's one of those. But yeah, that's a really cool thing when you do these shows and you get, or game shows and you get to meet other celebrities and become friends with them through them also being on the show. Fuck yeah. And they kind of look at you like an equal. He had never heard of me before, but I'm a guest on the thing next to him. So now I'm equal with him and he has respect for me. Did you guys have banter? Yeah, we had banter. I told him that um, he, uh, I, I told him, well, my mom when I had anorexia and I was like dying in high school my mom like didn't know what to do with me but she was like let's call the Dr. Phil show and I was like this is not something I want to be f- 
<laughs> she thought he was the one that would like he, solve it all. For a few years, everyone I think thought that was the guru. Yeah, that's also who you Oprah call. really shoved him out to the rescue. Yeah, Dr. To the Phil rescue. family. He would come in your family. He would fix everything. And he um and I also love his thing of when people go, you ask them a hard question, they go, I don't know, and you go, well, what if if you did know, what would you say? I loved that, yeah. and I use that all the time. Because we all don't know, but there's a lot we do know. We're just not giving ourselves the opportunity to allow ourselves to know. So how did you do that? I don't know. That's really good. <laughs> it sounds like something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I almost see like the isms of like, you know, you, life's about the choices we make and the choices we don't make. But for every choice we don't make, there's a choice out there waiting to be made. But look, I can put toast in in a blender and and allow it to butter itself. But then I'm missing out on the chance to go through the action of buttering bread. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm wait, on board. Yeah. <laughs> I think I get I, it. I mean, wait. So, so then he said, "How was doing his podcast?" It was great. We just like you know, we just he I was watch kind that. of like mind blown at how uh, does he get the jokes? I is he be... fun? Like, is he? Well, you know, yeah. well, like he's not like ready for him. Totally. I think um, that's what I've heard from people that worked on his show. They're like, he's I don't a serious know person. How much he. I, he knows, I think, Kirk Fox is like best friends with him and is yeah. like, he's like, I'll loop you guys together if you want, you know? And I was like, I, uh. That's a great Kirk Fox. I've never Fox. tried to do a Kirk Fox intro that right now, incredible. by the way. Is that all right? You were him. Yeah, That's I, one of your best ones ever. I mean, I'll ask him if he's doing something. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, all right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, wait, so, but he said he would like loop us, but I'm like afraid that he. I also am getting get it. people saying like, you're gonna get a cease and desist, which could happen. Yeah. But, but but I think nah, we'll have Kirk. Yeah. Loop you it, in. But, and also, I, I told Kirk, I was like, does he know that it's not malicious? It's just a full-on caricature parody. If he it's watched like, it, yeah. but if he doesn't, it could be trouble. Yeah. You know, he, the one guys that came on his show and like dressed up as him, that yeah. did not go over well. So no. he might be, you know, a little like I had a, PTSD had a, from an that. agenda and a motive. Yes. Though. Yes. Um, all right. What what uh, what sound or noise do you love? Um, sound of noise do I love? Sorry, I should have like no, no, no. You do this nope. at the end. This is perfect. Sound of noise. Do oh, I... so, oh, sorry. Sound or noise. I listen to ASMR. <laughs> yeah. Um, to go to sleep at night, so I really like people doing what, like um, opening sun chips bags. The thing I like. No, there's all different types, but the thing I like is um women flipping through a magazine that the pages are kind of like been they've been wet before so they're kind of crinkly and slowly like just talking mundanely about like the things in the magazine they see see just like oh look at this is on sale it used to be 29.99 it's now on sale for 19.99 that looks nice free shipping that's beautiful look at the red there like just this women is how you go to bed yeah, a lot of times it's just these. Wow. It's, it's called soft-spoken ASMR because it's not whispering. Whispering sounds creepy and like just yeah. like there's something wrong. It's whispering. Feels good. Soft-spoken just feels like it's like you're just sitting next to your grandmother as she flips through a, a catalog, which is maybe a memory of childhood that brought me a lot of comfort or something. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Soft-spoken Have, ASMR. Has Check it ever out. been funny? Like you, like you're listening too deep. It's like, oh, look at that couch. It brings back some memories. I wonder what Steve's doing right now. I should hit him up on Facebook. <laughs> These people, I've learned. No, he doesn't have a Facebook. That's right, because he moved in. Yes. Out of the country. They ramble kid, and ramble, though. and you start to learn you about their lives. Yeah. They don't know that they're revealing so much about their lives. So I've found some of them online. Like they all do. They're just their hands, so they're all anonymous. But they've 
they don't realize how much they're giving you. And I've been able to like. Is it find like stream them. of consciousness, or do they have a script? That, no, stream of consciousness. A lot. Some of them do. A, I don't like scripted ones. I want ones where they're really just. It's called rambling. They're soft-spoken ASMR ramble. You could do this. I, I I love it. I I did it once as a parody where I did go through and I kind of like was making fun Funny. of things in a magazine. But um, I really love uh, ASMR. Wow, yeah, it's amazing. Very All right, what sound or noise do you hate? Um, gosh. Whose voice? There's someone's voice that I really don't like, and I'm trying not to be mean about no, it. No, hey, not everyone was gifted a sweet set of pipes. Uh, I mean, because I have been through vocal trauma and had to have vocal cord surgery, yeah. RFK Jr.'s voice really is t- too upsetting to listen to because yeah. it just sounds painful, yeah. and it's, it stresses me out. Yeah. So I think that's the worst sound Bingo. I can imagine. Great answer. And I'm sorry for his struggles in that way. I'm that's sure fine. it's li- related to the vaccine. <laughs> what profession <laughs> other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, musician. What Vocalist. What profession would you not like to do? Uh, mother. If Stay he- at home, mom. Yeah. Stay at home, mom. It's more like a command. Fuck. <laughs> Wouldn't like to do that. So no, if you're, you're going to do it, the mom thing, it, you're going to be it, out And if and there about. are moms listening out there that are like, fuck her. It, it, I'm not saying that because I'm like, it's so boring and what a dumb life. I'm saying I couldn't do yeah. it because it's hard. I got that. Yeah. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You're in. Who doesn't want to hear that? Great. Great right? answer. Nikki Glazer. Did you have fun? I had so much fun. You fucking I love roll. you, Adam. I love you too, Nikki. You're a great hang. <laughs> I can't wait to work together. Uh, yeah. On your project after you get that phone call. Man, if um, if man, there's there's a there's a laundry list of things that I want to like the way Dave and the band will like lock themselves in a cabin somewhere and write an album. Yes. I want to do that for a handful of projects. You gotta do this. Yeah, I know. What's stopping you? I don't know. Just money. Uh, no. Uh, no, because Vo's my bread and butter, and I, so I could yes. do that anywhere. But I feel like. And Barbie, you were in Barbie for a, for a second. That was yeah. so no, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Everyone remembers yeah, yeah, you, dude. Yeah, I've I told guess. everyone. I go, yeah. you know the cop in the scene, You're and they're like, so of course oh we know that guy. Um, so cool. Meeting Gosling was the coolest part of that, and Margot Robbie. They're I mean, both, yeah. Then they were really nice. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, yeah, just like so normal. Although he's very intense, but like mm-hmm. intense in the way of like. So he was taking it very seriously. Oh, yeah. Because my friend was like, I didn't like how it seemed to be a little tongue-in-cheek. No, I mean, no, he was no. kind of like, Ugh, oh, I guess he, I'm kind of like, no, I feel like he took it. I jokingly said at one point when we took a picture, I was like, uh, I was like I'm going to put this on my, uh, for, use it for the cover of my comedy special. He goes, well. Hey, oh, right. Oh, sorry. Joking. We don't know our sensibilities. Definitely not doing that. He goes, you can't do it. Please don't do that. Oh, my like, God. Yeah, fuck. Oh God, yeah. you, you just uh, <laughs> yeah. meet and greet over. <laughs> you started rubbing his shoulders. <laughs> is, is this better? Is this better? Um, uh, That's cool, though. Yeah, it was cool. Um, but I don't know. Um, the fear of like FOMO from this from stand up and others, you know. Yeah, but it but would only be. But you would be working the whole time. Yeah. But I'm saying to like be gone for like a month and not do shows. I'd feel a little. Yeah, that's your fine. You could take a month off. You'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. Have you ever taken a month off from stand up? No. Yeah, you can do it. I've done it. And it's wow. very scary because I've you I've had to go shoot some things yeah. in places where stand up wasn't happening. It it'll come back. It's like working out. It's ex- it's the perfect analogy to working out. You're gonna be a little out of shape, but your body remembers and you can get back in shape so much faster. You'll be fine. Take a month off. Do this. And I've always said if you take a month off, you're actually taking a month on. That's good. All right. I love you. I love you. (laughs) Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.